So today we have in the studio Eric Brockman. Um, Eric has joined us, you know, for quite a bit now, and he helps manage some of our engineering teams here at Ridgeline. But I'll go ahead and let him introduce our, himself before we jump into all of the questions. So, Eric, welcome. Thanks, Bria. Good morning. I'm really excited to be here, and I have to admit, like one-on-ones is a fantastic topic that I'm excited about and passionate about jumping into. Um, a little bit about myself. My name is Eric. I grew up in Washington State in the great Northwest. Uh, I came to California to go to school. I studied engineering, go Mustangs, and uh, I fell in love with the sunshine and a girl and decided to stay and uh, spent 10 years working uh, at a company called Workday and loved uh, my experience uh, starting as a application developer and eventually transitioning into the role of a manager. Uh, and that's where I learned the power of a great one-on-one. -on -one. And I was very, uh, very thankful to have a great manager myself to set a fantastic example of what a great one-on-one -on -one looks like. Um, and was able to carry that forward and adopt my own style and practices as I serve the team that I support. Uh, at Ridgeline, uh, and it, it has been a little while, it feels like a long time, uh, I joined the company in February, and I feel like I've been drinking out of the fire hose uh, ever since. Uh, for those of us that started on the same day, I feel like we're probably veterans at this point now. Uh, but yeah, learning a ton and uh, really enjoying everyone I meet. And I, and I really do think um, the one-on-one -on -one is a secret sauce to building great teams. Software, great software starts with people. Building great software uh, requires uh, a focus on employees and customers. Uh, we have six fantastic core values, but I think tr truth be told, the most important are employees and customers and that centers around people. Uh, and the one-on-one -on -one, uh, is uh, the secret sauce to creating the best employee experience uh, for everyone uh, at Ridgeline. Thank you, Eric, so, so much for joining us. I love that you have your 10 plus years of experience, not only being the employee that's being managed, but also in that manager role and now coming into Ridgeline and taking on, um, you know, those different aspects of the position too. And so we'd love to understand, I guess, like what team you do manage, how many people are on that team, um, and really just kind of when you are putting on those one-on-ones and scheduling those one-on-ones with your direct reports, what is your objective for that time? So team, number of people, and the objective of a one-on-one -on -one with you. 100%. Okay, so let's dig in. Uh, the, I look at my role as a manager is a role of service, and the team that I currently serve is, is the UI team here at Ridgeline. Uh, and then one of the things that I, I think about as a manager and serving a team is aligning our business objectives and the career goals of the team that I serve. And I look at that as a puzzle that is ever-changing. Uh, and uh, my job is to bring those together to create the best experience for everyone on the team. Um, I look at that from a team perspective of, hey, how do we create a uh, and the right environment for teams to succeed and do their best work. And then I look at people individually and ask the question, okay, what is, what is this, what is each person on the team that I'm serving passionate about? 
where are they excited to grow and how do I as a manager invest in their goals and also align them to our company goals of where we're headed as a business. Yeah, one-on-ones can be tricky in that way. It's like there's three different puzzle pieces, I feel like. What you said, you know, the business need, the personal need, um, and also just like getting to know the people around you and the people that you're working with daily. Um, And so it can be tricky to kind of fit all of that in into a 30-minute time block, for sure. And so I know that you kind of touched on this as a manager, but what do you feel is the role of an employee during a one-on-one? So the manager can kind of set you up for all of that, but like, what can an employee do um, to bring into a one-on-one? Yeah, I think one thing that's really important for everyone at the company to know is what is their team's main thing? And if, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're on a team, like, I actually don't know what my team's main thing is. The number one thing I'd be thinking about or I would take away from this is I need to ask my manager that. And uh, for example, the team that I serve on the UI team or team of seven developers, our main thing is to deliverage the leverage that allows every product developer at Ridgeline to build consistent, fantastic user experiences across the Ridgeline product. And my hope is that from day one in uh, a one-on-one, that each person on the team fully understands that and then is enabled, empowered to think about their own career goals and the business objectives of our team on how to make that possible and how to align those. And so um, if, if, uh, if someone on the team doesn't understand that, number one job of my, you know, when I think about my job as a manager is to create that clarity. From there, then I, I, I absolutely think it's the employee's job to help own and guide the agenda. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say, hey, where does the responsibility lean? I think it is towards the employee. Uh, in terms of scheduling, like I, like I, as I started out here at Ridgeline, I was, you know, mission number one for me is to build trust understand each person on the team. And for me, that meant a weekly one-on-one with a a dynamic, uh, talented team and relatively small. I felt like I could maintain a weekly one-on-one with everyone on the team. My schedule accounted for it. Um, Typically, you'll see primarily managers are the ones to schedule the one-on-one. You might ask, well, hey, that's a little bit interesting. Like typically, in organizations, like the person scheduling the meeting also owns the agenda. Mm-hmm. Generally, that's how meetings work. Uh, and so I think one of the things to call out is that for a one-on-one, that is actually different. We're turning, we, you'll see that turn on its head. And there's a good reason for it. Uh, and if you ever heard of the manager schedule versus a maker schedule, it looks very different. And it, you go spend some time reading about it. A manager schedule is, is very much uh, meeting driven where you're, as a manager, my role is to create a great career experience, but also coordinate the team as we work with other teams, mm-hmm. other stakeholders and, and uh, business needs across the company. 
And as a, as a developer, your schedule looks a lot different. You need like, ideally you have large blocks of time to focus on getting work done. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the managers are typically the ones with the harder schedules to work with. And so that that's probably the primary reason why managers will own the meeting. But I absolutely believe it's a partnership when you think about, you know, what to cover. And I, I would lean towards the employee uh, to drive the conversation of what the what the most important things are to be talking about in one one. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that in the beginning, it's hard to understand what exactly your like what exactly your team is driving for, um, and so it makes sense to me that yeah, the manager should set that context, especially in that first one on one, to be like, hey, here's what our company objectives are, our team objectives, and then you know your personal objectives, and then from there, the employee can really take ownership of kind of what's taken into account during a one-on-one, -on -one, the topics, the agenda, and the manager really drives it and makes sure that it's, um, or the employee really drives it and makes sure that they're kind of on track while the manager just really like oversees um, the things that are going on and, you know, gives them a helping hand every once in a while. But love that you mentioned that. I also know a little bit, um, or I've read up a little bit on the makers versus managers. Um, and it's very true. Managers are very hard to find time with. And so when you do have that time, it's very important to kind of make sure that you're using it to the best um, of your ability and really making sure that like you're bringing important topics that you really want to talk about or things that are really, you know, on your mind. And so you mentioned this before, but so you do weekly one-on-ones with your team or your direct reports. Do you also do a one-on-one -on -one with your manager or like the person above you? Absolutely. And uh, so my manager is uh, Danny and uh, we, uh, we keep a weekly one-on-one. -on -one. And one of the things that I, I think about as like for any meeting, mm -hmm. <laughs> what makes a great meeting is being prepared. Uh, and I, I uh, there, there are going to be cases when work gets really busy or life outside work gets really busy. And you don't have as much time to prepare for a one-on-one as you like, or meaning any meeting for that matter. And I, my, my recommendation is always take time to prepare. Uh, but in the case that like we're moving super fast and you don't have enough time to prepare, take the first five minutes with your manager to brainstorm on what those topics are. Um, I Like for the team that I support, and I'll do this with uh, my manager, Danny, as well as uh, even in the first five minutes of meeting, uh, I, I like to walk through three priorities. These priorities never change. Um, health, family, career objectives and goals, and moving the business forward in that order, always. So your family's not going to be so successful if you're not healthy, mentally mm -hmm. and physically. Uh, your work's not going to be in great shape if your family's not in a successful spot. And so I, I, I lean into those three priorities and then I ideally structure topics in preparation for that meeting to, that ideally align and align up with those priorities. Uh, and yeah, and, and if, if I don't have enough time to prepare in advance, then taking the first couple of minutes of the meeting and say, hey, what's on your mind? Well, I've got this on my mind, this on my mind, and I'll actually write them down 
Uh, and if you have a tool to do that, some people use a Google Sheet, some people use a notepad, you can write down on the piece of paper in front of you in the desk and put some priority order to it real quick. You know, this one actually impacts the, you know, my day for the rest of today. I need to I mean, I have some kind of blocking issue in front of me. Yeah, I'd want to know about. This is a topic that impacts uh, my objectives for the next quarter. Okay, yeah, that might be something I want to prioritize for the conversation today. Um, generally, when I think about topics, I absolutely want to prioritize topics that one align to those priorities that I mentioned, but also once again, when you think about career and business objectives, what are the things that I can't solve by myself? Mm -hmm. And I could use the support of my manager that one might have more contextual information of what's happening in the business or to have connections and relationships to help move a conversation or topic forward or progress the ball down the field. Mm -hmm. And so that when I think about topics, that's what I'm thinking about. That's awesome. And I love that you kind of laid that out that, hey, there's three main things, like three common themes that you can associate a lot of your success to or the help that you need or, you know, just the check-ins that you want. And I think something that kind of came up into my mind is, really just like also use your OKRs. That's basically a guide for you know, what your, you know, what your overall objectives are. And so um, if it helps to be like, what did I do this week? And kind of level those on to what your personal OKRs look like. And that's really important. I definitely struggle with going into a one-on-one. -on -one. I feel like I'm pulled in every which way. And so when I get to my one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> And, um, and I know Sylvia always has to remind me, like, this is your time. This is your, you know, career that you can change, like, as you're sitting here with me and talking to me. And so it's kind of important to make sure that that is a significant part of your one-on-one -on -one, um, and making sure that you understand, like, how important it is to really bring your best self or bring your topics and ideas there. So love that you laid that out and, you know, just kind of looked into the best practices and really what makes something successful or great in that you know, regard. Um, so you laid out a very good blueprint of what looks like a good one-on-one. -on -one. Um, is there any other best practices that you want to touch on? Or do you want to get into some like, do not do this in a one-on-one -on -one -on -one or some, you know, don't do's there? I think one of the things I'll add is that from a cadence perspective, mm -hmm. it's going to vary based on each employee and manager's relationships needs. And, and I think one of the things that is good to focus on it that might help drive that cadence or the decision around the cadence is like, how often are you looking for input or across like if like, uh, two things, I would say, two things that help drive frequency. One, how often is feedback needed? Mm -hmm. And there's cases where it's very useful to uh, provide actionable feedback on a, on a, on a shorter timeline. Okay. And then two, the, um, for like a good example of, you know, what's great about having a weekly one-on-one -on -one with my manager is we're both very busy and we don't have a lot of overlap in meetings. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, the one-on-one -on -one becomes a, 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 
uh, as we have less overlap in meetings and time together throughout the week, it be, that time becomes more precious in aligning on the right priorities and uh, focusing on the topics that move the needle forward. For sure. Yeah, definitely agree. And I think another thing to point out is like, you don't just have to have, you know, only one one-on-one. -on -one. If something comes up and you need, you know, to speak with your manager, like, you know, take that time, like just ping them and you can like jump on a quick Zoom, have the one-on-one -on -one then, but then just remember that like the one-on-one -on -one that's also scheduled is still very important. It doesn't negate the other or anything like that. Um, it's just that if you need something in the moment, you don't have to wait until next week to let your manager know that something is happening. You can easily ping them or get onto a Zoom super quickly. Um, and it has just the same amount of impact. Um, thanks so much for that input. Are there any other tips that you wanna add that really make a successful one-on-one? -on -one? One thing that I'll add is that, like if you have an elephant in the room, so to speak, to talk about, bring that to the, front of the conversation. And I think one of the things that uh, is easy to do is like, if you have a hard topic or if you're looking for feedback on something and, you, and you're nervous about it, it's okay to be nervous. And it's if it's important to you, then bring it, or it's affecting you, bring that topic to the forefront of the conversation. Because one of the things I found is that the rest of your one-on-one -on -one and how you spend the time can be highly impacted by you know something that's important to you that's on your mind. And so if you if you have that, then my recommendation is like hey, best practice pro tip, bring that elephant right to the front of the one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah, I love that because I will sit there very awkwardly <laughs> if I, if I right? know that there's something that needs We've to all be addressed. I'm like, okay, <laughs> are they going to bring it up? Am I going to bring it up? Um, so agreed, pro tip, employee, just, yeah, just dive in, dive into the uncomfort uncomfortable conversation. If it's uncomfortable or awkward conversation, it's okay. That's what your manager's there for, to give you guidance. So love that pro tip. Absolutely. One more pro tip that I'd add is like, I look at one-on-one is it's a two-way relationship. And so I think it's important that Everyone knows that um, in addition to addressing elephants in the room, but also like being, being upfront with feedback that you have for your manager. I 100% would put hands down, every, every manager at Ridgeline is excited to grow too. And one of the best ways they can grow is from specific actionable feedback from you. And so like, when you think about feedback, it's, it's, we've got to create a culture of feedback. And it's not, a, it's not an approval culture. I'm trying to get this approved by my manager. It's No, it's like, I'm looking for feedback from my manager, and I have feedback for my manager. Mm -hmm. And creating that two-way street is, is another pro tip and key to success. And so if you have feedback that you've been putting off, take time to take time this next one-on-one -on -one to provide that. Yeah, it can definitely be very intimidating as an employee to be giving your manager feedback, but I wholeheartedly agree. It's, again, one of those just conversations that you need to get more comfortable with, especially in a work environment, because overall, 
Um, it just like helps build the trust, the relationship. I don't know if anybody else has read Radical Candor, but the Radical Candor um, that it makes, that really just what makes a great team and what drives all of the goals in the business together. So wholeheartedly agree, love that. Um, but now that we've gone over some best practices, would love to understand if there are any don't do's that you think are really important for, you know, people that are coming into the workforce to know. Yeah, one of the things that I'd say one-on-one is not for is, is gossiping about other people. Okay. And I think, uh, I think it's uh, the best one-on-ones are set up as a safe space. Mm -hmm. high trust, safe space. So like when I, when I, uh, and I set that up from day one, when I meet with employees, but that doesn't create the opportunity to spend a one-on-one -on -one focused on other people. And, and so if you find yourself in, in those shoes, my, I highly recommend taking a moment to self-reflect and say, okay, how, how could I transition the conversation to be more focused on, okay, how do I support the business objectives uh, and align my time to what's uh, most important? And where could I leverage the support and investment from my manager? Uh, so that's one, that's one big don't do. Uh, gossip and talk about other people. Um, I'd say one other thing I would add to the list there is uh, forgetting to prioritize it and leverage it the way it's supposed to be used. I think it's uh, um, it's easy it's easy to cancel one on one if you don't feel like you have uh, mm -hmm. enough topics, and and I think there's cases where that works. Like if you like you're, your head's down, you you understand what your priorities are. Uh, you're getting regular actionable feedback and you just need, you say, Hey, I need the time back to focus on moving the business forward. Mm -hmm. um, but that should be like less often than not. And I think uh, that one-on-one is that critical time to, to, to invest in you as yeah. a person. And so the, the other thing I add to the list is canceling a one-on-one or not prioritizing it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love that you bring up, um, you know, not gossiping or talking about other people like this is your time, you know, um, and it makes sense if you have an uh, issue that you want to address or something like that, but don't spend the entire time, um, you know, make sure that you're also focusing on your your role and your updates and your um, your, like you mentioned, movement forward, whether it's personal or business related. So love that. Obviously, prioritization you know, love having my one-on-ones with my manager. Um, it's actually something I feel like I look forward to. I'm like, awesome. I get to sit down for 30 minutes and just like chat about what's going on, reflect on what's going on. Um, so it's really important to have that, that time back um, or that time with your manager. I mean, so I think that that really wraps us up for just like one-on-one -on -one meeting essentials, kind of what you need to know right off the bat. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate your time, Eric. And I know that this one-on-one -on -one right now feels really fun and special. And so I'm glad we got to take the time to really think about this and talk about it. Um, but yeah, thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Bria. Happy to be here and, and uh, excited to see one-on-ones across the company uh, blossom. Mm -hmm.
Welcome back to another episode of Welcome to the Workforce presented by Ridgeline Studios. I'm your host, Bria Ellie, and today we are going to be tackling the conversation of one-on-ones. How can you best utilize a one-on-one to get what you need to kind of drive your business goals and personal goals forward? We have a very special guest in the studio that's super passionate about this, and so if this is something that feels like you want to learn more about, stay tuned. <laughs> 